awesome chair. Here to welcome you to 321 No Kid In. We are in November, which means step 11. And I'm actually now waiting till the end of the month to do the step for two reasons. One, I'd like to be ahead instead of behind all the time. But also, step 11 is very important to me in a way I never, ever imagined it would be. And before we go any further into it, I, I would like to dedicate this show to Oscar. He was our recovery coach that we lost this year to COVID. And he wanted to be on the podcast so bad. And I had, I had in my mind, wanted him to be one of my Step 11 guys because he just had this passionate relationship with God. And although... God in the sense of the G word is not necessarily where I'm at. It was his distinct passion that made me want to record him for this. And I blew it. I took for granted that he would be around in November. And, and, and and that's a lesson learned for sure. And yeah, I just want to dedicate the show to him and let him know that we're thinking about him always. And we're going to dive right in. I will say also the timing of my releasing this before, (laughs) before the following week's interview on Friday is going to be with someone who literally has a doctorate in divinity. Like, can you get any closer to God than that? (laughs) Um, he was, uh, well, I'll let him share his story when he gets here, but he's another one that is very, uh, I don't know the right word, very educated and well-rounded about his, his beliefs and how he helps me and many others talk about our beliefs or share our beliefs or how to simplify it instead of getting all hung up on religion and stuff. So... That's what that's what works for me, I guess I should say, is if this was about if if they told me in order to be in recovery, I have to have organized religion as part of my practice, I'd be like, hell to the no. I mean, pun intended with hell in there. It's just not my jam. And who knows? Maybe someday it will be. I never really thought that I would embrace spirituality as a thing as much as I have. I'm very very fortunate to have well first of all an open mind is is one thing and then resources in a bunch of different realms around this so Patrick who you guys will meet next week will enlighten both of us I'm sure and I even have groups spirituality doesn't have to be coexisting with religion like it just doesn't It just doesn't have to. And it takes on different forms. And for me, one of the other forms, and thank goodness I have faith because I would be scared to death right now about some of the moves that I've made, you know, quitting my job without an income that aligns with what I was used to making, Uh, for example, you know, and spending money still as if I have money and I am still making that income. Not in a 
a bad way, but for the business and you know, we'll see how sustainable that is, but I'm trusting that I'm making the right decisions because I truly believe now, I believe that I was kind of handpicked from the universe to deliver these messages. And please don't think that I'm like totally wonky and woo-woo, but it just becomes clearer every every note I get from a person or every conversation that I have where people are telling me that they're hearing the message I'm putting out there and it's making a difference. That's validation enough for me. And it feels good. It feels really good to do the things I'm doing. So without further ado, let's read the Step 11 literature out of the Working the Steps pamphlet. And we'll see what We'll see what the universe tells me to tell you when we're done reading it. So just a reminder, in step 10, we continued to take personally personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. This, I told you, 10 was is one of my favorite steps. And there's somewhere where they chunk it down. I've read, you know, like little buckets, like the first three steps is is really about releasing control, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't know. They're broken down. Like the next, the next level is really doing the, the work, you know, four through eight. And then I think nine and 10 are like reminding ourselves, like we don't have to do the deep house cleaning like we do in step four, but we have to be mindful about our recovery. And then 11 taps into, prayer and meditation, and then step 12, of course, paying it forward, essentially. And step 11 for me changed. I had I had done my step work, and, and step 11 had changed. Not changed. It, it became where I was at at the beginning of 2019. And that's when I first really started doing the work on the level that I do with step 11, and again, I'll talk to you about that as we go along. But first, let's see what the literature has to say. Welcome to Bobby's virtual GA meeting. So step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. It should feel good to be into the maintenance steps. Maybe this book is where I got the hold. They chunk it up. Step 11 asks us to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. Steps 2 and 3 made us aware of that human resources were not enough even when we entered Gamblers Anonymous. They felt that such human help would be sufficient. Eventually, we came to realize that our addiction meant we must use all possible help. Now we must learn better. We must learn better how to communicate with our higher power. How can we get the most help available? How can we combine higher power with higher power with human help? We will need both. Guys, that's so true. I know. I told you I wasn't going to call you guys anymore. Beautiful people. So, so true. Back in the gambling days, such communication was virtually impossible. Then most felt unworthy, unshamed, and cut ashamed and cut off from this visual contact. We sought help but offered nothing of ourselves. When one feels cut off, one doesn't make any effort to communicate with one higher power. 
as one approaches step 11, two points seem important. One is whether this step helps control ego. Does one need this step? Talking with, with other members, you will be told that you need all the help you can get. Also, you will be told that some problems, which may not be your lot, cannot be solved by human resources alone. The help is available, so decide to use it, whatever it takes. Do it to avoid a return to gambling or the personality of a compulsive gambler, which is what I call attitude. The second point to be considered is ego. Those that have been in the program for a while see how capable of change ego is. For extreme unworthiness, ego can expand to a very large, unhealthy size in seconds. When ego swells, the mind closes to new ideas, particularly those that are not one's own. Then one's higher power becomes unnecessary. We can do it by ourselves, in quotations. It's time we scrap this way of thinking and replace it with one which accepts a higher power as the boss and which, therefore, will not swell to an unworkable size. As you grow in the Gamblers Anonymous program, ego will become more healthy as you learn. Old ego, the source of much stress, discomfort, impatience, and anxiety, will be replaced by a peace, serene, loving ego. A conscious contact seems to start with daily prayer. What is prayer? To some, it is a personal chat with their higher power. So each of us can pray as we see fit. Realizing your higher power's will... Blah, sorry, guys. Realizing your weakness will help... One more time. Realizing your weakness, you will seek the will of your higher power and the strength to carry it out. Seek your higher power's will as you are blind to the master plan. Daily, thank your higher power for mercy and showing you his will. At first, prayer is difficult, and you can fake it until you make it. In time, you will grow to eagerly accept prayer and know all the rewards it will give you. As you try to cope with the new problems life offers each day, prayer enlarges the ability to cope. Meditation is prayer at an even deeper stage of spiritual development. If one prays the serenity prayer, effort at concentration is on the entire prayer. If you were to meditate, you would concentrate on one word or one small group of words. Serenity, courage, or wisdom would be a good place to start. A word examination like this makes the prayer more meaningful and makes you more aware of your place in the human order. This is a bare beginning of meditation and will help you to develop this meaningful practice. The bottom line seems to be more complete recognition of yourself in relation to God and human beings. Your success is now his and yours failures, except as your own. Seek to learn from the failure. God will give the strength to carry out his will if you seek his will and his strength. I know it's a lot to read the step work. I probably should break it down a little better to digest it. So that's what we're going to do now. So the first paragraph talks about improving our conscious contact with God as we understand him. Eventually, we came to realize our addiction meant we must use all possible help. So that's, I, I remember, for example, when Oscar died and it was, it was a huge loss. 
But because of his relationship with his God, there was something almost like peaceful about it in a way that I'm not sure I would have felt before I was as open-minded to this topic. Like I knew he had such a good relationship with his higher power that he chose to call God that he was legitly in a better place. Like he was, there was, there was some solace in that. And I, I don't know how to explain that, but you just knew. And I wasn't the only one. Everybody that was at the service knew. Like it was almost like he crossed the finish line on some level. It's, and it's the first time I've ever felt that way. I mean, I, I, I found that having faith that there was a reason for that is my own piece of it, right? Like I can accept things such as death and, and situations that may overwhelm me because I now have faith that it's all working out the way it's supposed to. My faith is in the universe. I just know that there's greater and bigger and uh, the biggest point in this reading is definitely about not doing it alone. So believing in something, right? Back in the gambling days, communication was virtually impossible. Most felt unworthy, ashamed, and cut off. And that's actually, that was one of the big needle movers. I knew that I was going to have to work on step 11. But when I had that conversation with my friend and he said, now, he was a, a religion guy, like more of a, a church and his higher power is God. And it was something that I just wasn't ready to do. At any rate, he had said that he stopped going to church when he was gambling for this being ashamed and, and unworthy. He literally said that. He goes, well, I felt like I did not deserve to go to church. And it's it's really the opposite, right? Like you need church even more when you're in a bad place. If you're from, from that school of thinking, you know, where you pray for the direction or pray for whatever comes next. However, people pray. I'm, I'm more of a fan of praying gratitude. And now I don't feel like I ever have to ask for anything other than maybe Maybe strength, but I also know that I'm being looked out for on some level. This was, this was, this spirituality was the biggest shift in my recovery, guys. That's what makes it different and better than the first time. The first time I was going through the motions, but I still didn't have my listening ears on. I still wasn't open to this new way of thinking. And guess what? I relapsed. I went back out. Now... I have this faith and I just feel like everything has a purpose. I can't, I can't pinpoint the exact shift except for working my true recovery, doing the step works and being open-minded to like this conversation, for example, when he said he didn't feel worthy. I'll be honest, it was a selfish move for me to start going to church after he said that. It was well, what is so great about this? He wasn't worthy for what? What, is, what does he have that I don't have? You know, it was definitely attitude thinking that brought me there. But regardless, this conversation was very pivotal 
and my thinking. I would have probably continued with meditation and stuff. That was on the radar. I think at that point I had already gone to transcendental meditation training and I thought that was going to be kind of my loophole, so to speak, on this step was, okay, well, I don't have to pray. I can meditate. And, and it was just my way of thinking. And then I started going to church and it was, it was eye-opening. So I was at the time, so this is not this year, but last year, I was going to group on Monday nights and we'd usually have a topic and I was going to church on Sunday mornings. And I will tell you that my learning of, of what was happening was a lot of times what we talked about in group, I would go to church the following Sunday or sometimes he would talk about it first and then I would go to group. The messaging was the same. The words were different, but the messaging was the same. It was about survival and coping and, and Pastor Buddy really does a good job of energizing and, and forming community and just helping people. Like, I don't feel necessarily pressured. I still haven't, I still haven't crossed over to the realm of God. So I started looking at church as a place to hear what I'm supposed to hear. And there's been many times that I was there in my seat listening to the message, just crying like a baby because the message was, it was hitting me that hard, but I had to be open to listen. As one approaches step 11, two points were important. Whether the step helps control ego and if we need the step. And it talks about how like if you're in the program, people are going to tell you you need a higher power. And I think that I would recommend that to you too. I would tell you that my success was based on the shift of having a higher power. And it could be, you know, they say, I feel like this is almost so cliche after going to so many meetings, but they'll tell you that it can be a doorknob. And I don't know that I really want to pray to a doorknob or have conversations with a doorknob. But if that's what works so that you just know that you're not in control of everything, that it helps you give that release, like you can't control other people. You can't control the weather. You can't control the way things are going to play out. You can do work and you can try and you can set goals and there's a lot you can control. But the ultimate results, you can't necessarily control. So, ego. Oh, ego, ego, ego. <laughs> this is just this is just something that the word just oh, it creates this feeling in my gut like I guess I get lost. This is the way it works for me with ego. It's really this fine line between ego and confidence, right? And a lot of people talk about complacency when it comes to staying clean. You know, like if we're not practicing our step work or not staying connected to community or not going to groups or not working on steps 11 and 12, we may get complacent and go back out. Now, I'm, I'm very confident that... I won't gamble again unless it's a choice. I just feel that way. 
I don't have an intention in gambling again, but I definitely feel like it would be a choice for me. And it's because of just what I believe and what my journey has brought me to. But what I liked about this, this paragraph, it made me feel a little better about this because it talks about the big ego. I'm trying to find the line where it says it, but basically, oh, when ego swells the mind, it closes it to new ideas. So that, that gives me some reassurance that I'm not still all ego because I'm open-minded. I'm open-minded about freaking everything, actually. I can't think of anything that I wouldn't necessarily try or do or not judge people for trying and doing because some things aren't for me. You know, like when we were in Asia, they ate some crickets and bugs and stuff. I'm not that open-minded. However, if that's what worked for them, I can live with that. It's it's important that ego doesn't run my life. I need to be open. And it's it's really interesting, especially in my business environment. When we're in these classes, like at my job, people don't really give you feedback. Usually it was only negative when they did. Or maybe that's all I heard with my attitude and fairness to them. But in this learning environment where we all want to help each other, I find myself doing it maybe too much, but we give each other feedback and we know that feedback's an amazing thing because it helps us get better because people can see things that we can't see. So that shift alone is going to make me a better person, a better business person. And if I had the ego, like I already knew everything, it wouldn't work, just wouldn't work. Because I wouldn't be getting better. I wouldn't be growing. Old ego, the source of much stress, discomfort, impatience, and anxiety, will be replaced by a peace-loving, serene ego. Yeah. I like my ego being chill and serene. <laughs> a conscious contact seems to start with daily prayer. What is a prayer? To some, it is a personal chat with their higher power. I feel like when we do the daily reading together on some level, that's kind of a form of prayer. When when I read it to you and then I tell you what I'm feeling or how it resonates with me, that's, I, I almost feel like my HP is talking to me. You know, like I don't know what I'm going to say to you on any day. And this was a, sh- a shift too. I used to plan out what am I going to say on the podcast and stuff. Maybe not write a script, but it was more deliberate. Now I just like, it's kind of like prayer is talking to your higher power. And I feel like it talks back sometimes. That's what, that's where I get the thoughts and, and where whatever the message is for that day. And I get it. You're on the receiving end of it. And maybe some days it really hits you and some days you don't resonate with it at all. And that's fine. I'm just going with the flow. And it's kind of fun to have that belief. There are times like when I see all those, um, you know, send prayers. People are sick or ill or whatever. Um, To me, I send like I, I get present and I I 
send the result that I would like, you know, like, please get well, please everything be okay. It's kind of like a silent moment and it's sending love and gratitude. And then when I talk about gratitude, this is again, my interpretation on some level, that's prayer. Because if I believe in the universe, I thank the universe now like, wow, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thanks for this situation not working out the way I wanted it to so it can work out a little better than I wanted it to. You know, whatever that is, I think that gratitude in some level is is prayer for me. It's it's not as formal. It, it, it's funny because I'm, you know, writing as always it seems, but I'm writing and recapping my trip. And in it, I talk a little about this because there's someone that I've met that has now prayed for me twice. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really an interesting thing. And this is part of why I am not a preacher to you guys. I respect the fact that she prays her way. I respect the fact that she wants good things for me. I'm not 100% sure that I'm super comfortable with this whole praying for me stuff the way that she does it, like like in church, you know. But as someone who's been in that situation, we've we've been in volleyball and they've said prayers and, you know, at a funeral or, or whatever, you know, like I get the whole put your head down or even when I go to church – um, and I go with the flow of it because it's important to her. That's what she needs to do, right? So that's part of my, if I had that old ego, it might be like, can you please not do that? Like, but really, what is it hurting, right? To let other people do what they need to do. So I don't know why I'm telling you that. It's, it's just, um, prayer looks different to everyone, I think is, is part of the meaning there. And, it just serves as a reminder to pick our battles. And like I said, because I'm writing about it and thinking about it, it's just interesting to me. Um, I think there's a line, you know, if, if someone got pushy with me about religion, I think that the conversation might be a little different and I might have to draw a boundary around it. And and maybe this is her way of like trying to quietly whisper in my ear. And who knows? Maybe three years from now I'll be like, I'm reborn, I'm this, I'm that. Who knows? It's it's not my intention today, but if that's my plan, that's my plan. I don't really know. But to each their own, I guess, is what I'm saying. And and by by minding our own business on this topic, it does release the stress and the discomfort and all that. So you're getting kind of my perspective on step 11 and how I feel about higher power and and my faith and stuff, which is totally different than um, organized religion. That's the word. And it's not, it's not formal. I just kind of go with the flow, right? And it's one perspective. Your perspective may be different. And I was at the conference. They had a spirituality guy, and he was really cool. He was he's definitely a man of, of faith and a man of God. But he was so beautiful in his delivery. I wish I, I wish I could do it justice. But he basically said the same thing. Like, I respect everybody. Atheist, whatever. He just didn't even care. And that's kind of how I feel. But he just did a nice way of inviting 
you into his world. And I'm actually going to be doing like a 30 day challenge with him or something. I got to figure it out. But I was really intrigued by his style. And who knows? Maybe I'm going to learn things from him. There's a reason I must have, you know, I signed up for his his event to get to know his way of thinking. Even if I learn how to deliver, excuse my yawn, if I learn how to deliver my message a little better on this topic so that I don't make people like me seven, eight years ago walking into a GA room uncomfortable with this topic where they won't even open their mind to it. That's, that's the trick. Um, it's not a drink the Kool-Aid kind of thing. It's a personal journey. And I hope that makes sense. God will give you the strength to carry out his will if you seek his will and his strength. So that's another time that people pray, right? Like when they need the strength to get through something. I think, I think that's fair. I also, though, like if you're, I'm not going to tell you if you're a, a God person necessarily how to do it, but I love that pastor buddy is always reminding and calling out, praying as, as gratitude. You know, he makes sure that he thinks as God for all the things and all the blessings in his life. And I would just promote that. No different than regular people, right? We, we should exhibit gratitude for the people in our lives that we're grateful for. Normally, I read a couple questions from the back, but I think I've dove into this enough and, and put enough out there that I'd like you to give this some thought. You know, if you are, if you are working step 11, you know, try some meditation. Try just connecting with yourself even. That might be how you find your spirituality and, and meditation and walks and just kind of being present all help with, with that. If you're a person of faith, as they call it, um, you know, make sure you're getting to church as part of your recovery practice or, or whatever that looks like for you. But if you used to go to church before you gambled and now you're in recovery, get back to church, work on that relationship too. If that's what you believe in and that's what you're comfortable in, we can't do this alone in whatever context that is. We just can't do this alone. And that's really the message. So how you execute spirituality or step 11 is up to you. But just know that there's a reason it's part of the plan. It's, uh, there's a reason it's part of the 12 steps. And again, I will say all day long that that is the difference between when I was abstinence for over two years compared to my full immersion recovery now. It, it's just the way it is for me. And I'm, and I'm happy about that, actually. So, all right, beautiful people. I hope that helps. Please tune in the next Friday because Patrick is just amazing. He's amazing. And he's one of those, he, he's, he just can simplify things in such a beautiful way. I can't wait to introduce him. Anyway, I'll see you next week. Tune in then. And fabulous, fabulous weekend. Love you, beautiful people. Thank you. Am I ever-